Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. It's Tom. It's the Bucks now. It used to be the Patriots. It's automatic. But the officials got involved in the game in the fourth quarter. Jendall Avery called for taunting. Taunting. He got up and basically flexed over Leonard Fournette. Just They crashed uh, face masks, right? 15-yard penalty for taunting, and it, like I say, extends the drive, and everybody's talking about that taunting penalty. I don't like the taunting penalty at all in any regard. Get rid of it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. It's brought to you by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. The Moose is back in the bunker. We're broadcasting from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, and it's October. That means we're talking NHL, CFL, NFL. And I told Darren I wanted to mix some college football in here, too. It's been the golden corral of sports talk here today. A little bit of everything for you. I'm looking at the quick six show topics. Do you want to hit the, the, horn, uh, the horn again? Thank you. Just because. Just because. I see that Dan Cervelli, Dan, the situation Cervelli has checked in from Philadelphia. Do you see his comment, Moose, yeah, on the top of the wall? Dan, the situation Cervelli's watching in Philly, and he says, I'm sure you're happy about the cowgirls, Rod. That's not very nice. That's sexist. But yes, I'm happy uh, the Dallas Cowboys took years off my life with their overtime victory at New England. We talked about this an hour ago. I'm not going to spend as much time on it now. I thought Michael Irvin got ahead of himself this morning when he said that a Cowboys fan should be buying Super Bowl tickets. Buy them. And I thought, no, playmaker, it's too, way too early. But I have mine. So that's what we're thinking in Cowboys Nation. And how about how the Eagles do? Oh, wait. Yeah. They ran into the machine that was Tom Brady. And he's just turning everybody into molts that goes up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But anyways, I said to Moose that I did want to talk college football. I've written down, it was my sixth point in the quick six. We only got through four before we got sidetracked. But UBC won here in the sweatpants capital. The Saskatchewan Huskies won. Manitoba Bisons won. And the Alabama Crimson Tide did not even break a sweat. Against Mississippi State, 49-9. to Being a Crimson Tide fan, it's literally not generally, unless you're playing uh, Texas A&M. It's not if we're going to win, it's by how much, of course. But I just want to tell you what's going on this week. And maybe if you guys have the Bo Levi Mitchell picture ready, if you don't mind. Here's the week ahead, just so you know. Going to do the show tomorrow here out of the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. Going to tape my Rough Riders show that I've been doing for 25 years right after and then I'm flying to Calgary for two of these shows out of Calgary speaking at a corporate event Wednesday night in Calgary and that group FMC I believe it's Food Machinery Corporation it's farm uh, ag outfit 
And they said, you can bring a signed jersey of your choice, whatever you want, just as a giveaway, door prize, that kind of thing. So I talked to my business manager, Joe747Gunnis, and I said, Joe, what are we going to do here? I'm not taking a rider jersey. I've always taken rider jerseys to these things. I need a Bo Levi Mitchell jersey. So I've been trying to get one since Friday when Joe said that I need to get one. Can you put, this is what Bo Levi did. That snickerdoodle, that Calgary quarterback. See, I said wanted, Bo Levi signed jersey. It's underneath what Bo wrote in green. I put that on my Instagram, and he says, yeah, I'll meet you on the ninth green at nine. Wear a suit. That's what Bo wrote. We almost look like we could be brothers, for God's sakes. I know. I know. And uh, anyways, John Huffnagel, the president of the Calgary Stampeders and GM, his wife, Sherry, we got in touch on Facebook, and she says, Rod, consider this done. I'll have it for you. By the time you get to Calgary, we're doing it. And that was the old CFL way. That's how we did things. It's how the CFL was built. Face-to-face dealings, working together. I don't know how they're doing it in the CFL now. I just feel like they're not doing it that way anymore. And then I actually, would you say I called out sports leagues and teams in the country in my column on Sunday? Or how would you? Because it triggered a reaction in sports in Canada. I think you opened some eyes a little bit. I don't know if you called anybody out. I think you're complimentary of the work they're putting in on their own platforms to try and grow social media and connect with their fans in that way. But I think you highlighted how mainstream media has kind of taken this big step backwards and has been kind of blown up through no fault of anybody in mainstream media today. And, you know, anybody in these communities, it's all at a higher level. Um, but now you realize the role that mainstream media played when it's in the paper and they're on TV and they have all these outlets, it gets to the fans and then they come to the games. So then all of a sudden the team say, oh, yeah, I can see the correlation between mainstream media dying and the fans not showing up. And here we are. Right. I was just saying there's all these empty seats at all these games in Canada, except for the National Hockey League. So when the leagues and the teams say, oh, it's because of the vaccination passports and people don't want to come to the game and, or they're not vaccinated or they don't want to stand in line, really because there was 18,000 in Edmonton that did it Saturday night, 21,000 in Montreal that did it. So that's just an excuse. So what's it going to take? And my point on all that is the University of Saskatchewan, their athletics director, Shannon Chin, who's a good friend of mine, wrote me. She's like, I was just reading your column. And you know what? We got a great product up here at the University of Saskatchewan. What's it going to take for you to come up this weekend and do your show? So instead of flying home from Calgary Thursday night, I'm going to Saskatoon out of Calgary doing the show Friday from up there. And she said, Mike Babcock says he'll come on your show. Right wherever you're doing it. Where are we doing it, by the way? Good question. (laughs) We don't know yet. TBD. It's only Monday. One day at a time. Which reminds me, my bracelet that says one day at a time broke. Do Uh-oh. we have any more of those around yeah. here? Do, we, yeah, yeah, do you know where they are? I'll find I gave them. you some, didn't I? Yeah, I'll find them. It broke. Um, Dean Tix is watching in Green Bay, Wisconsin right now, and he says, any luck getting the autographed Bull Levi jersey? Well, there's the story. There you go. So anyways, Mike Babcock will be on the show, our close friend. It's relationships, right? The rest of the media crapped all over the guy. He doesn't do a lot of interviews, but he said, I'll go on Rod's show. That's what he told the U of S athletic director. And we'll get Scott Flory too, the Hall of Fame head coach of the Huskies football program. And that's how our week's shaping up. Shaping up. How I ended up going down 
this road I don't know. Nelson Hakowicz, our VP of Sim Events watching, he says, we didn't even know football weekend in Canada was a thing. Yeah, we just had it. Was TSN blowing that up? I only knew because I went into the CFL headlines, the email that we get every day from the CFL of all the newspaper articles. There wasn't much said about it. Yeah. Uh, By the way, Hour 2 is presented by Core Grain Systems, doing the right thing for your farm. Uh, From Jeff, the Stams fan, it says, too bad you can't stick around for the Stams versus Riders Saturday night. That's a fact, but I got to broadcast a game involving God's team, the Regina Pats, Friday night on regional television. And then we're turning around and going right back to Saskatoon to watch the Huskies at one of the finest facilities for university football in all of Canada, Griffith Stadium. Who do the Huskies have in that game? The Regina Rams. Are you calling it? I am not. I'll be, we'll walk the sidelines and we'll. How about that? We'll get to just watch. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. So it, it reminds me of uh, the Edmonton Elks players Friday last week. Rod, are you staying for our game? Nah, I can't. We got to move. We got to move. We're always on the go. But it's just starting to remind me of my old life where I was just crisscrossing this province, which is another funny thing, by the way. That's what built my old show into the millions of dollars moneymaker that it was, and that's what's happening now with this show, except it's like expanding all over the continent. But my business manager, Joe Broken Toe Gunnis, says to me, not only now do you need a, a jersey, but can you, get, can you take some of your books and sign them? And I'm like, well, it's the, it's the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Why the hell would they care? Don't matter. Just take them. Sign them. All right. So now I got to go get a couple of those books. I'm running around all over the place. Because if you want it, I'll get it. And I think that that's a good thing. It's a great thing. It's a really good thing. Yeah, if, you, if, if people want it, you got to find a way to get it to them. If people want your product, you got to get it to them. Anyways, Prairie Mobile text line is open. Brady watching in the Bridge City. Hey, Rod, Habs aren't going to win games by scoring only one goal by the same player every game. Jonathan Drewen. Jake Allen has looked good. And he says, Gino played pretty well last night. Just got to tuck that ball right away instead of carrying it around like a loaf of bread. That from Brady in the Bridge City. I fell asleep before the end of Sunday night football. But I can't imagine the post-Russell Wilson era got off on a very good foot. Didn't look like a good foot. No, it didn't at all. It reminded me of my high school teacher, Mr. L, used to yell that at me when I was the quarterback. I'd run around with the ball like this. Tuck that ball in, DuPont. It's not the NFL, and Gino kind of, you know, he can't fumble that ball late, which is tough. Um, but you know what? He was capable. He was capable. He got them into overtime. Um, we don't know what the Pittsburgh Steelers are. We really don't. You know, as long as you've got Big Ben, who has won for you, won championships, and been a fixture, and is kind of a legend in Pittsburgh, it's hard to get rid of him, Right. And you kind of always have a chance, even though he's old and slow. Um, Pittsburgh's a team that might be able to get into the playoffs. It, it's interesting. And, and Seattle's in a lot of trouble. What a division. Yeah, yeah but when their quarterback goes down, you know that's going to happen. 23-20, uh, Steelers in overtime. Hey, it's 11-11. The portal of opportunity is opening. Are you going to walk through it? Be aware of your thoughts. Uh, John Ohm is watching in Winnipeg. Ohm. 
He writes in all caps, Winnipeg Jets need a power play. Where can I find one for them? At what point do we allow Winnipeg Jets fans to panic? I'm not there yet at 0-2. I'm not there yet. When do we listen to them? 0-3, yeah. We start giving it some credence. If they're significantly below 500, you know, 25 games into the season, I'm probably concerned. Let's give it more than a week at least. Yeah. Can we give it more than a week, Winnipeg? Please. I mean, in Edmonton, what they say, they are literally, they are literally planning the parade. And they said there was like 100 fans around the Gretzky statue. That's somebody For wrote the post in here game, earlier. Post-game uh, press After hours, you can see through the glass. There's a little spot to see where they do the press conference room. And uh, they were gathering around, banging on the windows. You got you to gotta cut Oiler fans some slack, don't you? That's cool, though. Right. No, no, no. I, I know. It. But are they going overboard? Oh, of course. course. Of course. They are. Jordan Ewart writes in and he says, Tristan Jari is my sleeper pick to tend the net for Canada in the Olympics. I will not discount anybody's suggestion for Canada's goaltender at the Olympics. We're still hoping that Carey Price will be ready to go. I know Kata Hot didn't have the best week, but we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater just yet, are we, with Kata Hot? Man, there's a lot of pressure. Where did, where did Dan, the situation, Cervelli go? I want, because he's watching in Philly right now, I want to know if he gives us the thumbs up or the thumbs down on Kata Hot. How far do we go on Kata Hot before we say this guy can't do it? Tough start. Flurry has had a tough start in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Tristan Jari, if you ask Penguins fans, they don't like him in Pittsburgh, typically. Without Carey Price coming back, we're in some trouble right now for goal in yeah. Canada, and who would have thought that would be an issue? But we are in some trouble. So I don't, I'm not writing Carter Hart off. I mean, I think he's still the top young goaltender, if not one of the top young goaltenders in the National Hockey League. Um, if he doesn't get it together at all this season, though, he might turn into Justin Pogge, who led Canada in the World Juniors and then didn't do anything in the National Hockey League. But it's, it's too early to start overreacting on all of these things, but um, I would understand if people are concerned about Canada's goaltending. It's Canada. We can't find one goalie. <laughs> I know. Who? <laughs> How did this happen? How do we take our eye off the ball? It's Canada. We can't find one goalie. That's what's happened. It's unbelievable. We didn't even know it. What's Braden Holtby doing? Backing up in Dallas. And apparently he's too old. It might be. It might be Mike Smith. Stop it. It might be. Stop. Northside YEG is watching in Alberta right now. He says, I'm down by Rogers Place right now. I've already seen a couple Oilers jerseys out. Let him have it. Let him have it. Let him have it. And in Vegas, they're dropping like flies. Max Pumpkin Pacioretty, out. Uh, Stone, out. At least it's happening at the start of the year and not at the end. Yeah. From my cousin, Christine in Medicine Hat. She says, you might have to go play, Rod. 
Dust off the gear. Used to practice with the Pats, you know. From the Pats to the Olympics. From the Pats to the Olympics. Right here. There was a protest, by the way, at the Olympics. uh, Lighting of the flame. Did you see that? No. Beijing. It's in my sports update coming up. From the general in Calgary. says, how about Kemper, Rod? Yeah, how about him? I said I wanted to spend a minute on university football. You were in the booth for it this weekend. So tell everybody what they need to know about university football this week. Yeah, in Western Canada anyway, is wild. Calgary lost for a second week in a row. I mean, they had the Thanksgiving break in between. That doesn't usually happen. The Huskies won, so they keep rolling. Manitoba's 3-0. I mean, they've got a really good thing going on in Manitoba, so that's cool. Um the Regina Rams lost. UBC got their first win. It was a come-from-behind 23-point fourth-quarter comeback to win in overtime. That's the game I was calling. And this is the question I had for you because you've called so many games. Um, it's overtime. Regina kicked the extra point. It's all fine. It's got the touchdown. So BC comes down, gets the touchdown, and they decide to go for two. Game's on the line. To win right? it. To win it. Rather than tie it. Right. And the quarterback, this kid out of Houston, Garrett Rooker, throws it and finds Trey Kellogg, the veteran, for the, for the two-point conversion. And what do you call it? Like when the, when the arms went up, my instinct was to say touchdown. And so I said touchdown. Scores. And then I said, it's good. What I should have said. I know what I wanted to say, but what would you say in that situation? Just scores? He scores. That's good. UBC wins. Yeah, okay. I, now I wish I would just would have said game over. Right? Big, big moment. But I said touchdown. But that was the instinct because it was a throwing play into the end zone. Like but it touchdown. wasn't a touchdown. But it wasn't. It was a two-point convert. You blew the call. I blew the call. But I think the emotion <gasps> saved it, but I feel like I blew it. It's been keeping me up at night. It should. That's the kind of stuff that keeps you up at night. Yeah. You got to be ready for those things. That's right. I think we I, should talk about that more when we come back. Let's do it. CFL, NHL, NFL broadcasting. And very long coming up from going along as well. It's Canada's daytime sports talk show. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. Jumping right back into the pool here. Uh, It's like we were never gone. Moose is with us. We're having coffee. And I want to mention, I pounded the Starbucks like it was a shot and asked Darren to put on a little more coffee that I could put on my Bronco plumbing and heating mug here. They sponsor Rod's Rant, of which I haven't had one today. And it's Caliber Coffee. And my word, is this delicious. It is the Harvest Blend. You know, they have the, the Lakeside Blend, the Winter Blend. This is the Harvest Blend for the fall, um, and it is good. Oh, it is delicious. They got a new location down in the Warehouse District in uh, Regina. Caliber Coffee. I think they order online, their website, so check it out. It's awesome. go, go down there and order the Harvest Blend as seen on the Rod Peterson Show. Order it from Caliber Coffee online or pick it up yourself. So... We did our little uh, U Sports football update there. We got a lot of things going on. Barry Long coming up to talk MLB playoffs from uh, Go Long. Friend of mine that I met from Los Angeles, been on his show, Coachella Valley Live. How about that? Yeah. Uh, a lot of interesting things are happening around here. But I don't mind throwing in your comments as we go. That's what we do. 
from the Puck and Pigskin podcast and Red Deer says, here's Canada's goalies. Mike Smith, Braden Holtby, and Rod Peterson. How about that? Wow, would we be in trouble. Yeah, we would. From Jeff the Stams fan, Rod, I thought you said you were done with CFL coverage. Glad you're still doing it. Never, ever, ever said that I was done with CFL coverage. You guys need to listen. I said we were scaling this back, and this is now an NHL show first. Never said that I wasn't going to cover the CFL. Listen. I said we were a CFL show first, but not anymore. And it was Darren that got the analytics from Nelson, our content guy, that said that, what again, the NHL videos that we talked, that we posted YouTube after the show, had a 9,000% bump. Why don't you handle that? No, it's, you did. That's it. That's all you need to know. It is uh, a growth business. Right. We got to go where are the numbers. That's business. It tells us what our audience wants. So we listen to our audience and we want to talk about what you want us to talk about. And you're telling us through the views and the clicks and the likes and the comments that you want more NHL talk. So right. we still love the CFL. and We want to make sure it's incorporated into our show. And that's not going to change as yeah. long as the CFL is alive. And uh, there's a lot of comments coming in, but they're from a lot of folks that I've already read your comments. So I probably get one or two per person per day, but I'm not going to sit here and have a running commentary of their comments or else they would have their own show. Darren brought up a really good point here earlier about the play-by-play, and it's keeping him up at night that you (laughs) drop the ball on the game-winning overtime conversion for UBC at the Rams on Saturday. And just for, you asked, how many games I called? Let me say this. I think it's about 1,400 Western Hockey League games, close to 500 Canadian Football League games, the World Junior Championships, four Grey Cups. So not bad. It's getting up around 2,000 games overall. Yeah. Probably a little over 2,000 2, games. Add the hours in per game. At three hours per game, sometimes longer, it's, yeah. it's well into the tens of thousands of hours on the air calling games alone, let alone this Little job right here. So, some of my iconic calls. Do we need to get these on tape and play them? Well, yes. The Bo Levi shut your mouth one. My point of this is, for all you young aspiring play-by-play guys, I had a guy write me last week. The day that one of the days that we were broadcasting from the pirate ship, and he's like, Rod, I'd love to get into sports broadcasting. What do you suggest I do? I said, start investigating schools. Go call the local AAA hockey teams and the university and the high schools and see if they need an announcer. Just got this back from the thumbs up emoji. Because this is what you need to do. But they all want to start broadcasting from a pirate ship at West Edmonton Mall. It's where you want to start. Or, or being on the ice at Rogers Place. Not gonna, it's not all peaches and cream. And as my brother would say, unicorn piss. And rainbows. You need to start at the bottom. Right. You have a point, and then I'll come back. I need to pull up some photos at some point, because let me tell you about broadcasting on a you know, wooden chair with my computer on a chair, yeah. standing on a cement floor looking through the glass at ice level where you can't see anything. But the audience, they see the game. They think you're calling from a beautiful luxury press box, and that's how it goes. Or from cold rinks where there is no heating in the rink and you got to have a big park oh. on or a football game and in the rain. 
You, know, you have to go through all of those different right. things. David, David in Winnipeg, David Asplund's watching, and he says, uh, real great advice from Rod. Oh, I'm just getting started. Hang on. There's a photo in a binder that my mom did, and I have it, of my dad pounding nails building a press box in the Milestone Diesel Dome, the small rink in my hometown of 640 people that my dad built for me when I was in grade 10 calling senior hockey games on Weyburn Radio. Grade 10. I don't want to hear from guys in their mid-20s going, damn, that looks fun sitting in that suite with that agent at the Dolphins game. How do I do that? Oh, you go back 34 years to your dad building a press box for you in a senior hockey rink, freezing your balls off. That's how you do You don't start in the luxury suite with the agent. Now, having said that, I knew going into the World Juniors gold medal game, Sweden-Russia in 2012 at the Saddle Dome, that it had been 30 years since Sweden had won a gold. And I'm like, if they win, I got to come up with uh, something here. Yeah. As I was driving to the rink earlier that day, and Mika Zabinijad ended up scoring in overtime for Sweden to win. And I'm calling the game. Saddle Dome's full. It's on the Sportsnet Radio Network. And I said, Zabinijad scores. Sweden wins. The 30th time is the charm. Right? I had it in my mind on the way to the rink. Now, the Bo Levi shut your mouth call. You think I planned that? I've told the story on the air before, but I'll say it again. Deron Carter, my good friend, and Bo Levi had had this thing going back and forth in the media all week. Actually, it was more one way. Bo was trolling Deron all week, and Deron wasn't saying anything. Because Deron was going to start a corner that Friday night at Calgary. And then the day of the game, I had Ryder fans texting me saying, wouldn't it be something if Deron scored a pick six on Bo? I'm like, stop. It's not going to happen. We should be happy if we win. And then it happened. And that's when I was overcome with emotion and Duran's returning the interception off Bo and he gets to the end zone and I'm like, Bo Levi, shut your mouth. And there was a longer call to that that nobody ever talks about. Right. And Duran got mobbed in the end zone because what history doesn't tell you is that Duran had been kicked off the team for about an hour the day before he was starting at corner. <laughs> So there was this whole thing that Duran was a cancer and everybody hated him. And then all of a sudden he's starting a court. What? And he's player of the week in the CFL. And the rider sideline emptied, if you remember, at McMahon Stadium. And they all went and mobbed him in the end zone. So I screamed, does that look like a guy whose teammates don't like? That's in the call, too, that nobody talks about. I wasn't exactly driving to the stadium on the team bus thinking about Bo Levi shut your mouth. That literally just. Yeah. The emotion to me. of the moment comes out, and that's right. when you get some of the real iconic calls. You can tell when some of them are planned, right? The good ones can make it seem spontaneous, but the real moments, those calls that are just born in the moment, like the Bo Levi one, those are the iconic <laughs> Well, and there were ones, calls. Joe Buck, sorry, Jack Buck, Joe's dad, the legendary voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. The, the Cardinals had won the World Series in, I want to say, 1968 or something. Did you ever hear that call? There was a CD of iconic broadcast calls, and that was on it. And he said, go crazy, St. Louis, go crazy. So I'm like, I'm going to use that sometime if I ever have a chance. And when Saskatchewan won the Grey Cup in 2007 at Rogers Center, Skydome at the time, I used it. I said, go crazy, Saskatchewan, go crazy. They still played that up until the incident 
up until a couple years ago. We played it forever. I stole it from Jack Buck. Nobody knew. But it sounded like yours. <laughs> right. Right. It didn't sound it. like it was rehearsed. Just changed it. Right. You'll hear broadcasters Tweaked sometimes that have something written down, and they'll be, they'll be delivering the moment, and then there'll be this change in frequency because they've looked down, found their scripted call, and then start reading it. That felt more natural when you the Go Crazy Saskatchewan. I remember listening to it. Yeah. It, it sounded more natural. I appreciate that. So you pulled it off. Um, from the general in Calgary, he says, Duran vanished. No, he hasn't. He's in North Palm Beach, Florida. And I was talking to him last week. We're going to be hooking up soon. He's just disappeared from you. He hasn't disappeared. Go follow him on Twitter. Uh, from Ryan Gregory, how have some of these radio guys not doing TV? I still think Bob Irving would be great on TSN calling CFL games. I don't know the answer to that. You have to ask them. Um, from Darnell Ferris from Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. They sponsor our rock star of the day. And incidentally, Sarah Orleski was the rock star of the day on Friday. Can we get the guitar? There you go. Sarah Orleski was the rock star of the day. On Friday, Darnell, he's the dar in Rockstar. He says, Roxanne has informed me that obviously you were tooting the Cowboys horn while asking about the Eagles. Yeah, I know, but I'm in Musiman, so I couldn't respond. <laughs> yeah, I was trolling the Eagles. You won a Super Bowl just a couple of years ago. Pipe down. Um, from my cousin, Christina Medicine Hat, she says, love these stories. She loves any stories that involve my dad. The old guy. Uh, Jennifer from the Four Seasons. Been to the Milestone Rink quite a few times. Well, this was the old rink, okay? This is the one that doesn't stand anymore. This is the one that we called the Diesel Dome because we had a John Deere tractor with the Zamboni thing slapped on the end of it. And it pumped so much diesel into the thing that you couldn't even see the other end of the ice. Surprised any of us lived this long given the amount of time that we spent in that rink and sucked diesel fumes into our lungs. <laughs> Pumping the black smoke. I can see it, yeah. too. <laughs> this is putting around. The diesel dome. The ice was never exactly pristine white. It was always a little gray. The, the, the arena that was right across the street from our house growing up in town, and the cops would routinely return me to the front door. Mrs. Peterson. Uh, yeah, we caught Rodney breaking into the rink again with his friends. Here you go. Break and enter, but never charged. Charged, never prosecuted. Ah. Um, let's take a break from story time and go to Los Angeles next. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces in 31 states. Also live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. The Golden Corral of Sports Talk is the Rod Peterson Show. A little bit of everything for everybody. And uh, 
Tonight, game three of the ALCS. It is Houston at Boston, 608 Mountain first pitch. That series is tied 1-1. The Braves won with a walk-off hit for the second night in a row in the NLCS. Eddie Rosario lined a two-out single off shortstop Corey Seager's glove to give Atlanta a 5-4 victory over the Los Angeles Dodgers. That puts them up 2-0 in the series, going back to L.A. Barry Long, died on the wool Dodgers fan, joins us from Southern California. Oh, <laughs> Clark just told me his video just cut out. Isn't that wonderful? We had Barry from Coachella Valley. Well, I think his Twitter says Palm Springs. So should I go into a sports update or what are we going to do? My God. You've been sitting here for four minutes through a commercial break and then I'm literally about to go throw it to him. And then he's gone. Uh, Well, you tell me the second he's here because I can get this Sports update out of the way, and we won't have to do it in overtime, just to tee up what's happening tonight. An original six matchup on the schedule for tonight as the Maple Leafs host the New York Rangers at Scotiabank Arena. Toronto coming off a 3-1 win over the Sens. Rangers coming off a 3-1 win over the Montreal Canadiens Saturday night. That's, I think, the marquee game of the night in the show. There's four games. Although they would disagree in southern Alberta. The Flames are hosting the Anaheim Ducks tonight. It's the Flames' home opener. They lost 5-2 to the rival Oilers in their season opener Saturday night in Edmonton. Nice little doubleheader setting up there, wouldn't you say? The Ducks are 1-1. One one. Uh, to the NBA, Ben Simmons practiced with the Philadelphia 76ers Sunday for the first time this season. Coach Doc Rivers says no decision was made on Simmons' status for Wednesday's season opener. He was a holdout for training camp in the early part of the preseason in the wake of his offseason trade demand. And the last story of the sports update has to do with the activists protesting the lighting of the Olympic torch in Beijing. I'll come back on that later. Maybe that's a sign from God that I'm not to talk about it. The sports update for dubnetwork.ca. Your number one source for Western Hockey League news and analysis. Visit today at dubnetwork.ca and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. So we got Barry Long from Go Long now. They say the video is fine. Hey, Barry, good to see you, man. Hey, you look fresh. You look fantastic. Thank you. Your Dodgers... I feel terrible, though, because the yeah. Dodgers, I mean, we're, we're down 0-2. And I don't Dod- know how I feel about talking to you right now, Rob Peterson, because your last name is Peterson. And Jock, Jock Peterson. No relation. <laughs> I no, know, no man. relation. You, you spell it with an, with an E. O2 coming back, and I'm not going to say who said it, but a very close friend of mine said good for the Dodgers and their janky fans. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going over out there with game three coming back and the Dodgers in a significant hole? I hear it's not going over well. It's not going over well. And, of course, we saw Kenley Jansen. In the, in the NLDS, he had a great performance, two great performances. And then all the Dodgers fans started getting like, oh, you know, we can, we can definitely count on Kenley Jansen. His number is 74 because he's probably let us down 74 times. <laughs> now, that's an exaggeration, but he's, he's added a new pitch, and we like what he's been doing. But, uh, you know, D- Dave Roberts is this guy who can't decide between analytics and old-school baseball. So sometimes you see him go to the shift. You saw him start. The, the, the starter or the closer. And we lost the video of Barry Long. He was literally, okay, hey, Barry, we got you back. You were just talking about the, sh- the shift and starting a closer. Continue. Yeah. 
So Dave Roberts likes to, he's adopted analytics and the new styles, new school, former baseball. And then sometimes he goes back to the the old school baseball. And it's just, he needs to make up his mind. And right now we're down 0-2 and everybody is, you know, freaking out out here in LA, out here in California. But ultimately when we go back to to Dodger Stadium, uh, if we lose a game at Dodger Stadium, then then we have something to worry about. But I, I fully believe that Walker Bueller is going to, is going to set the tone tomorrow night. You know, it's funny you say that. I'm not the guy that says you're never in trouble until you lose at home. I think the Dodgers are in trouble. But our viewers <laughs> our viewers have written in. That they've woken up very long from go long. A lot of them. Jordan Ewart says San Francisco would be up on the Braves 2-0 right now. But the Dodgers will still win this series. The general in Calgary says, I'm with the Braves. From Jeff in Winnipeg, he says, I want, El- I want Atlanta to win that series. But that Dodgers team is capable of a comeback. Let's talk about that, Barry. How confident are you that they can do it? I'm absolutely confident that we can do it. We have a lot of depth. We got Chris Taylor, who's probably been one of our two best players this season. We lost Max Muncy before the playoffs. But you got Cody Bellinger, who struggled early in the season. You've got just random guys that will come off the bench and, and, and will produce. But... What I worry about for the Dodgers is that we don't have Clayton Kershaw. We don't have Dustin May. So even though our bullpen has been stepping up, the starting pitching is what I'm worried about moving forward because we've, we've, gone, to Clay, uh, we've gone to Max Scherzer you know, on two days rest, on three days rest. The same with Walker Buehler. So how long can these guys last? In Atlanta, even though they lost Acuna Jr., you, everybody thought, hey, their season is done. But these guys have been stepping up. You got Duvall, you got Albies, you got... Riley. So these guys are they they look very intimidating right now. And I'm not sure that we have the starting pitching to go to a game seven. So I, I'm still going to believe in the Dodgers. But ultimately, I'm not sure, Rod. Well, this team was augmented at the trade deadline for that reason. Like it's statistically, analytically, they would say this is a better team than last year. Would you go along with that? And we lost him. My God, Barry's bringing the heat, and then we lose him. You tell me when he's back. I don't know what he's doing there. Was he hitting refresh, and it's bringing him back? From our viewers, Freddie Freeman is clutch. Oh, yeah, the guy that almost died of COVID. But he came back, thank God. He did miss his time. Uh, Jennifer from the Forest Season says, anybody but the Astros to win. Now, you still hung up on that, huh? From James Zylstra watching in Winnipeg. Wow, suck it up with what you have in your rotation. That's that time of year. You, there's <sighs> Oral Hershiser's not coming through that door. I know what you're saying. Pitch with what you got. From Jeff in Winnipeg, he says, Jocktober. Oh, man, just when we got very long, going long. The video freezes and we lose them. Well, listen, let's take a break. We got some good stuff out of him. If we have to uh, shut her down, we shut her down. I wanted to get his take on the ALCS. Game three tonight at Fenway. 608 first pitch mountain. Houston and Boston, that series all tied up 1-1. Well, they're loving the baseball talk, but Barry's internet is not in Palm Springs, California. We're going to take a break. We can, right? We can. They're prepared at Game Plus. 
Um, we got him. Okay, what, listen. We'll go 90 seconds with Barry, and then we'll call it a day. Uh, Barry, the, we, you got him shaken up, man. You got him shaken up, the viewers here. They love the talk. They think that, hey, you got this far. No excuses. The Dodgers should be good enough. But how much are you peeking over at the ALCS and what's going on over there? One And the bombs that have been flying out of the, the park. What are your thoughts on the, the ALCS? The first any grand slam, I love the ALCS right now. Of course, you know I picked Tampa Bay, but uh, the Boston Red Sox, they are stepping their game up. And, and I'm very impressed with what I've been able to see from the Astros because the Astros, they basically have the same lineup that they've had from the previous years that they made it to the World Series. They just don't have the same manager, and they just don't have the same pitching. They don't have Dallas Keuchel. There's no Garrett Cole. So if, if I was to worry about anything for the Astros, it would be the pitching. And that's a serious concern because you're looking at Boston and Devers and, and J.D. Martinez is back. And these guys are hitting bombs and they look like they're hitting their stride at the right time. So if I had to choose between those two teams, I like, I like the AOCS to go seven games. But- <laughs> well, you know what it is. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know what? It was? I started laughing in his video froze. I think it's something coming from our end. But I'll just say this from Jordan Ewart on YouTube. He says, loving the baseball talk on the show lately. From the tank, he said, this is the year that baseball is more exciting than the CFL. Sad day. And that does bring up our poll question today, which you know what? I'll just mention it and we'll get into the results when we come back. Are you finding the CFL games entertaining? Daily poll is for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. We hang on to the results. We'll talk about it when we come back in overtime and put a wrap on everything we've done today, and the Moose will rejoin us too. You're watching the Rod Peterson Show on Game Plus TV Network, live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back. It's overtime. And look what we found. The moose. The Ted Lasso lookalike. Uh, Overtime's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Your home for the UFC and the Seattle Kraken fan club. For you diehard Kraken fans, they're at Philly tonight. Ooh. Rangers at Leafs, Ducks at Flames, Blues at Coyotes. I was saying to the Moose, you wouldn't believe how all the comments came alive for the baseball talk. You want to tell them what you said? Uh, they love it, and it's fun to be able to talk about what's current. And I don't know that the viewers um, would want to talk about baseball every day, all day, all year long. And we don't. But opening day, love it. Playoffs. Once or twice during the year, playoffs, love it. It's, you know... That's the mainstream, right? We love getting into it when it really matters. And uh, this is a heck of a lot of fun. Very lucky with this show to be able to talk about what, whatever's hot. Uh, by the way, addiction, it destroys families, relationships, and lives. But the good news is addiction is a treatable illness. 
At Aurora Recovery Center, we provide everything you need to build a solid foundation for your recovery with holistic, evidence-based treatment tailored to each individual. Located in Gimli, Manitoba, on the shores of beautiful Lake Winnipeg, Aurora can help, regardless of whether or not you feel ready or if you've tried before. Aurora Recovery Center, recovery for life. Visit our website, aurorarecoverycenter.com. And if you can give me a minute, I didn't tell you this, Moose. Saturday night, I was at an addiction services fundraiser. Beautiful young native lady got up and told her story of being in suffering sexual, emotional, physical, mental abuse in a residential school. My head sunk as I listened to her to the point that I was like head in my hands listening to her. And she went into foster care at the age of four, into residential school at the age of five, had to fight to get her residential abuse money. I'm not going to sit here and tell you her, her whole story, but that's the one thing about recovery. You're around me so much. It's part of the reason why I go to these events because it just makes you realize. And I was complaining about what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And her name's Noreen. That's all that I'll say. But <laughs> standing ovation in that room Saturday night for what she's overcome. I think she's like 20. What did she say? 24 plus years sober, I think. And uh, hell, yeah, if anybody had a reason to drown their sorrows. And she's standing up there saying, God save me and I'm sober today and life's great. And I was just like, oh my God. That's what I love about this. Just battle. And right. that's amazing. Amazing. And sometimes you don't realize the privilege until you see what other people are going through, right? Mm-hmm. It could be something, something as simple as being able to show up at work every day. It's a privilege we have that we take for oh, granted. Exactly. From Tacona Powell, he says, very nice work you must be doing in the addictions community, Rod. I don't know about if it's nice work at all, but we're doing the work. And I found out Saturday night, people said, you guys with what you're doing, you're making a difference. And I was like, well, that's a nice thing to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tacona says, please address my fire pomo. Or addictions comment in your rant. I don't even know what your comments were. I'm sorry, Tacona. You got to come back here tomorrow and tell me about that. I don't know why. We're not addressing any fire Palmer's comments. That's what we discussed earlier. It's not even a week into the regular season. We're not. We'll give you, what'd you say, an 0 and 4 start or 0 and 5 start? 0 and 4 or 5. Yeah. Before we'll even address it, maybe winless in 5. Perfect. Before we'll allow any anti Palmer's talk. Monday night football. It's the Tennessee Titans home to the Buffalo Bills tonight. This could get ugly. We were almost there. We talked about it. We did. Tell the viewers that. Could you imagine being there tonight? We almost Nissan went. Stadium. It's like unbelievable. We were going to go. Um, but you know what? We just decided not to. It's all good. Um, but we were talking about this months ago. It is going to be a really good football game. If you remember last year, I think the Titans won the game 42-18 over Buffalo. Something like that, 42-17. rope um, Yeah, very good. But let's all remember something, too. Derrick Henry doesn't really play well against Buffalo. Everybody remembers throwing Josh Norman into the press box. But that was one play. I think it was a five-yard rush when he threw him. And the play got called back anyway. And I think he's had, you know, 50, 70, 30-some yards. He hasn't really broken out and played well against Buffalo. But they do have Julio Jones and A.J. And a. Brown back. Mm-hmm. If they play well, they got a shot. But Buffalo is, uh, they are up there with the elite in the National Football League. So tonight will be a huge game with Tuesday top five implications. 
major top five implications tonight. Yeah. It's Tennessee massive. could be in it if they beat well, Buffalo. Well, here's what's exciting about sports, and you, I'm going now for the first time in my life in just what I want to watch. On Sunday, it was all about the Dallas Cowboys. I wasn't flipping around. I was thoroughly entertained and really didn't care about the Pittsburgh-Seattle game at night. I went to bed early. Tonight, it's probably going to be all National Hockey League. I'm sorry. You're going to have to tell me tomorrow what happened with the Titans. That's what we do, though. Right. Right. I will be watching hockey tonight. (laughs) We fill in each other's blanks. And tomorrow, we'll have the National Football League and the National Hockey League. We'll have it all covered. Covered. Yes. But, again, we almost went to Nashville for this game tonight. So for Kent Ridley, Ridley Scouting, who's been trying to get us to Nashville, we're this close to going to Nashville. Trust me. But then the Calgary thing happened. If we'd gone to Nashville, I probably wouldn't have been able to go to Calgary and speak this week. And then we're going to Saskatoon, coming back to the Bermuda Triangle. Yeesh. I know. It's good. It's good. This is how you make things happen. But it's busy. Um... Where is he? Oh, from John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm, I love Chevy and Paul. Go Jets, go. Okay, they're back on the bandwagon for today. Uh, from Northside YEG says, well, what I'm hearing on the streets of Edmonton is Paul Maurice might get fired. You guys worry about your own business, okay? The Edmonton Oilers, and don't worry about the Winnipeg Jets. Just be happy. That's two provinces over. Hakuna Matata! <laughs> Hakuna Matata. And from my cousin Christine, she says, Wednesday, I'll cover the NBA. You got it, Chris. Perfect. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern here on Game Plus TV. Angering people is a gift of mine. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.